Live from the Jacob Media Studios, it's Serving Our Nation with Dr. Paul McCullough on News Talk 1400 WOND. Be inspired, learn and understand the power of becoming a servant leader and transform your life while serving our nation. Meet those who have served our country. Learn about prosperity and overcome sickness, poverty, and despair. Serving Our Nation begins right now. Good afternoon and welcome to episode 26 of Serving Our Nation on News Talk 1400 WOND. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Paul McCullough, and if today is your first time tuning into the program, I just want to briefly share with you the heart behind this show. Serving Our Nation is a program that is focused on encouraging people to become servant leaders. My goal is to offer you hope and encouragement through stories each week of people that focus on servant leadership and honoring God. Because I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that when you do that, blessings just naturally follow as a byproduct of that service. Because all of us are given special gifts by God, and we're really called to fill a need when we see a need as a minister, as a person of faith. And so because of that, serving is for everyone in all walks of life. And you've seen multitude of guests in previous episodes that demonstrate this. So in the military, business, faith, community, and even people that serve within their family. And just last week in episode 25, we had on Chaplain Brigadier General Retired Ed Brandt and Mr. Kevin Weaver. And so these gentlemen were servant leaders in the area of faith and community, and they really exemplified the idea that, first of all, God has a plan for your life. You might not know what it is right away, but if you trust him with your life and do the next right thing that God is putting in front of you, you can make an impact in other people's lives. And that is really the name of the game, being able to make an impact. Life is not about what kind of car you drive. It's not about how big your house is. It's not about how much money you have in the bank. It's about the impact that you can make on someone else's life. So for today, uh, something that's relevant about me, just to share with you very briefly, uh, I have had the opportunity to serve as the president of Haven in the past. Haven is a nonprofit that helps get homeless female veterans up off the street. And through that work, I was able to meet a woman named Kali Turner. And she is the founder of Heroic Gardens, an organization that specifically helps uh, veterans with post-traumatic stress disorder. And so today, I'm honored to have both Kali Turner and her colleague, Peg Sheffield. Kali, like I said, is the founder of Heroic Gardens. She's also a candidate for certificate in horticulture therapy. She's the daughter of a PA conservation district director, as well as a U.S. Navy veteran. And she's also the granddaughter of an organic farmer and a U.S. Army veteran. Peg is a little bit different. She's a registered horticultural therapist. She serves as an adjunct professor and program director of horticultural therapy certificate program at Temple University. She's a member of the advisory board of Heroic Gardens. And she's also a horticultural consultant and therapist. So when we come back from the break... We're going to have a double session today. I'm going to have both Kali Turner and Peck Sheffield on at the same time. So stay with us. We will be right back. You're listening to Serving Our Nation with Dr. Paul McCullough, a Jacob Media production. Serving Our Nation on News Talk 1400 WOND. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Paul McCullough, and I'm joined here today by Kali Turner and Peg Sheffield. Ladies, are you on the line? We're here. Hi, Paul. Well, first of all, thank you so very much for taking the time out of your busy schedule on Sunday to be here on the show with me. 
absolute pleasure to be with you. Well, ladies, before we get into talking about Heroic Gardens, I think it's important for the listeners to understand a little bit about your background. So if you don't mind, would you mind sharing, uh, to start off with, why the interest in horticulture? So, Kali, we'll start with you if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Um, I definitely, you know, have have a little bit of a different path um, than Peg, and that's primarily because this was always a part of um, something my family did, right? Gardening um, and being outside was always a part of, um, my my grandparents' experiences um, and my parents, and so always being around that, um, it was just it's always been normal for me. Um, I don't have any formalized training. Um, I'm on that path now, mm-hmm. um, but it also goes to say that you know anybody um, can teach themselves and learn how to how to grow. Even somebody with a brown thumb like me. Nobody has a, a brown thumb, Paul. That is a myth. <laughs> You're going to have to train me, Kali, because I, I haven't done a great job of making things green in the past. Well, that's why that's why Peg is here, because Peg can fix all. All right. So, Peg, what's your story? Why the interest in horticulture? How did you get started? Well, after... Um you know, growing up, running around uh, in the woods and the fields of uh, suburbia in North Jersey, um, <laughs> I did pursue a career uh, in another field in the arts. Uh, but having at, at some point, I realized, you know what? There's something really calling me to horticulture, to plants. I just, I just loved plants. So I turned around and pursued a degree in horticulture from Temple University. And um, have, uh, the rest, as they say, is history. I've been doing um, landscaping and, and landscape design and horticultural consulting and then finally had the opportunity to get into horticultural therapy when I uh, uh, obtained the job of director of horticulture at a, a retirement community, a 40-acre retirement community. Mm-hmm. And there I started working with the nursing home residents and the Alzheimer's dementia group and um, absolutely fell in love with bringing plants and nature-based activities to um, these folks and um, really pursued my whole horticultural therapy uh, practice from from that experience. So um, I've I've just kind of expanded uh, the horticulture working with um, the geriatrics, with grief groups, uh, with breast cancer survivors, and now uh, with Kali, uh, we've been working with veterans, of course, and um, their various um, situations. Sure. So I, I want to go back for a minute. Uh, you were talking about plants, and you said you have a love of plants, and that really struck me because you know, I've been doing this show now for about six months, and... I've had many different guests from many different walks of life, but the one thing that is a recurring theme over and over again is this idea that people are called into their profession. It's not a hobby. It's not something that they just blindly chose. It's a calling, a passion. And I heard from the chaplain Ed Brandt and Kevin Weaver last week, like they feel like they can't do anything else in life. Like, this is what God designed them to do. Is that right for you ladies as well? Am I hearing you correctly? 
You are hearing me correctly. Um, I found my passion, and it was plants, and I was certainly called by spirit to do this. Yeah, and, and Paul, I mean, for me, like, pardon all of the plant puns that you'll probably hear throughout this conversation, but <laughs> I'm a complete late bloomer. Um, this was always part of a plan for me, yeah. but I didn't, I didn't realize it. I knew what I loved, but I did not have the courage to say, boy, I could, you know, I could be transforming myself by helping others transform themselves and I can use plants to do that and your your other guests are absolutely right why would you want to get up every day and do anything other than that yeah you know the, the word courage that you just said and it's interesting you selected that word because there's been other people that had a very similar experience as well with that and some of the people are just talking about how God orchestrated the circumstances in their life. And, you know, maybe they didn't start off with where they presently are, but the situations that they were in, the experiences that they had, all led up to a culminating event to where God has them today. And it sounds like that's where God has you right now, Colleen. Like, he has prepared you for such a time as this. Is that a fair statement? Absolutely fair. And, I mean, that's that's how I met Peg, right? Um, You know, the idea of going back to school, um, you know, after I've had a 25 plus year career in a completely different industry, um, and to go back to school and say, you know, I know, I know nothing mm-hmm. about this, yeah. um, from a, you know, a trained, a trained eye, um, and to be a little bit terrified, right? Yeah that I'm, I'm going to switch gears and, you know, try and manifest something. Um, I, yeah, without a doubt, um, you know, we, we get the direction, right? But it's like how we follow through with it. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm with you 100%. So, Peg, you mentioned that you have a degree from Temple. So what was that experience like for you? I, mean, I, I I've never gone through classes in horticulture. So what kind of things did you learn about during that experience? Well, a degree in horticulture um, encompasses the whole plant world, if you will, uh, identification of plants and trees, shrubs, flowers, but also things like soil science, um, pathology, chemistry, et cetera, et cetera. So it really takes you through um, how plants grow, why they grow, who they are, what their names are. Wow. Um, and if you have, I mean, I was just, you know, I always knew I wanted to know more about plants. I wanted to know their names because I thought if I knew their names, then we could be friends. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> so I learned their botanical Latin names <laughs> and we've been friends ever since. So it, if I'm hearing you correctly, you're the kind of person that if we went for a walk together in the woods, you can tell me that's a maple, that's an oak, that's a this, that's a that, and that one's poisonous, and that one can provide you with uh, maybe healing properties, that kind of thing. Is that is that right? Yes. I, I could take you through the woods, and I would not allow you to be killed by anything. <laughs> so if I ever go on a wilderness walk, you're, you're coming with me. Is that fair, Peg? <laughs> Sure, if you bring the snacks, I'm in. I can do that. All right. 
Yeah, that's what Peg always has. You have to always have snacks on hand. I love snacks. So, Kali, how about you? Um, You mentioned that you're on the path of getting some training for horticulture. So, uh, what does that look like for you? Where are you pursuing it? What kind of training are you pursuing? Sure. Well, for me, um, it really did start with, um, you know, enrolling in Peg's class. Um, I did some research. So, you know, what you what you had mentioned earlier when we when we first started talking about um, veterans in my family, mm-hmm. you know, marrying the two, yeah. I never realized, you know, that there was that potential until I started doing my own homework. Mm-hmm. Um, and my own homework was reading about um, the healing properties of working with plants. Um, and, and look, at this day and age, especially coming out of the pandemic, right, a lot of people have symptoms of PTSD, mm-hmm. um, anxiety, you know, and you're, you're thinking about all of these types of conditions and you're reading more and more about um, what, you know, it's scientifically proven that working with plants can help reduce some of these symptoms okay. um, of stress, of anxiety, and can improve things like um, bone cognition and bone strength and self-esteem, right, and confidence. Wow. Um, and so in reading that um, and having a year of Heroic Gardens under my belt, I, I had to walk the walk and talk the talk. Yeah. So, you know, go. I went back to school to Temple um, and enrolled in Peg's class, and that's where I was actually able to, you know, spend the time doing the research um, and really hone in on the particular population um, and, and understand what's happening with our men and women when they return home. Yeah. And they are trying to fit into civilian life again. Yeah. And they shouldn't have to try because they, they stopped being civilians the day they went to boot camp. Yep. Um, no one knows that more than you, right, Paul? So, <laughs> you know, in, in doing this this type of homework and figuring out, well, gosh, if there is that opportunity um, to help honor and heal our uh, servicemen and women when they are returning, if they are, if they have interest, that makes particular sense. Now, I know I just went off on a little tangent. However, um, you know, part of finishing up this certificate because I always want to finish what I started, um, you know, and working with Peg, my, my path is going to be continuing um, schooling because, like Peg said, um, it's really important to know the names of the folks that you're uh, hanging out with. Absolutely. Right? I buy and that. So um, it's going to be science, and it's going to be even scarier than what I thought I went through, but I mean... It's going to be worth it. Well, so I'm curious, uh, Kali, you mentioned that uh, you sat in Peg's class, and that's part of how you got interested in horticulture. But, Peg, I wonder, was there somebody that mentored you along the way? Was there somebody that kind of put the fire in your belly about horticulture and kind of mentored you along the process? Well, um, again, um, you know, growing up, I had... uh, my father, who was a colonel in the uh, army, okay, um, had a had a garden out back that I would help with, and and it was basically a vegetable garden. So I joined in with that, and I also joined. Well, 
wandered the fields and um, the ponds and the streams and, and just really communicated with nature when I, when I was young, very young. And um, I think being in nature, and you think of nature, I think of nature as embracing, you know, we, we, we mentioned the term mother nature, mm -hmm. but it's all of creation, and, and if, you know, if the good Lord created us all, it, you know, part of the plant world, well, all of the plant world is also part of the creation. We're all, we're all one, and I think that somehow lodged in the back of my mind for, you know, a number of years, and as I said, I pursued uh, another another field, but um, eventually, I guess, I have to say, there was intervention there <laughs> on a spiritual level, and I had to turn around and um, pursue pursue plants. I, I was just, there was no holding back, apparently. Well, I, I'm I, not in charge. <laughs> no, I, absolutely, I agree with that. Well, ladies, we've got another couple of minutes before we need to go to a commercial for our second half. But I, I guess the last thing I'm going to ask you in this portion, you know, you had mentioned that aside from heroic gardens, you've seen horticulture and work in the fields of geriatrics and maybe women with breast cancer. Like, what kind of changes have you seen in people's lives? And like, how are you able to share your love of horticulture with them? Well... You know, all of these scenarios are with people who have high stress and often low self-esteem. Mm -hmm. So if we can, with working with plants and, and nature-based activities, reduce the stress, and of course, as we know, stress kills. It, it's suppressing our immune system. Right. So stress is not a, chronic stress is not a good thing to have. Right. Um, so if we can, uh, you know, lower the stress, and raise self-esteem, um, and I, I found out, frankly, with my geriatric folks that they, they, they went to a nursing home and they felt worthless. Wow. And we did projects, and I made, you know, they were successful, and they no longer felt worthless. Yeah. And forgotten, and isolated, and depressed, and lonely. They were part of something. They were part of the garden club. Yep. They were part of doing um, garden projects that, that we had throughout the campus of our, of our property. Um, and all of a sudden, there was something to talk about. There was something to do. There was something to talk about with family members when they came to visit. But they weren't nobodies anymore. Amen. And that, to me, was so life-changing for me to, to watch this metamorphosis. Amen. And, Kali, your thoughts? Oh, well, I, you know, I, I feel like um, the opportunity that, that I've had in the last three years, you know, you, you think you're setting out to, to help someone, right, with their process, mm -hmm. um, whatever, it, and it's all very personal. Everybody's healing process is, is very, very different. Um, and, and really what happens, not only, you know, are we... Um, setting a precedent where people feel better and they're they're like out of their you know they're they're not stuck in their heads yeah. um, but we also notice that our volunteers along with us also have that healing experience at the same time Amen. so imagine if you will 
um, you know, 20 volunteers all working together to complete a particular task. Yep. Um, people that come together that morning that don't know each other. They start as perfect strangers. By the end of the day, they're laughing. They're exchanging phone numbers. Wow. They will. They say they'll see each other at the next event. Um, wow. They're taking breaks together. They're laughing. It's, it's joyous. And to me, um, that there's there's nothing better than that. Amen, it, ladies. I love this. I am so excited to hear the second part of this conversation. So when we come back from the break, we're going to continue this dialogue with Kali Turner and Peg Sheffield. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you're interested in connecting with Dr. Paul McCullough or interested in being featured on the show, contact Jacob Media Partners via LinkedIn. Now, back to Serving Our Nation. And welcome back to Serving Our Nation on News Talk 1400 WOND. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Paul McCullough, and I'm joined here today by Kali Turner and Peg Sheffield. And we're continuing the dialogue about horticulture and its importance and how it can help people with their process. So, ladies, we were briefly talking uh, in our last segment about how important horticulture is and the impact that it can have on people. And I think it was you, Peg, that said when uh, you were dealing with people in nursing homes, they felt worthless. And it reminded me of a comment a previous guest had made. They said that uh, people want to have four things in their life. They want to feel loved, valued, they want to feel like they belong, and they want to have a sense of purpose. And if if I'm hearing you ladies correctly, it really sounds like horticulture is a venue that you ladies are helping people really achieve those four pillars. Does that sound right to you? Yes, definitely. Um, you know, horticultural activities, which is gardening perhaps, um, other plant-based uh, projects gives people a sense of purpose. It's it's interesting. It's beautiful. It's you know if you're doing a vegetable garden, you're actually uh, creating food that you can eat, and that can be a part of your nutritional uh, intake. Which mm-hmm. is you know people are very proud of that. If you're growing beautiful plants, dahlias, orchids, something like that, that there's a sense of pride. And you know plants again that you're that you're culturing. Um, like having a pet, you know, you have to take care of them. Yes. They're dependent upon you. Yes. Right? Yeah. And this this gives you, again, a sense of purpose and, of course, um, a sense of community with fellow gardeners, fellow humans, as it were, um, or even just, I mean, I feel very comfortable being around plants because, again, I feel like we're all sort of, you know, part of that, part of nature, the part circle of, of life. Part of life, and um, and I think Paul, I was talking to you <laughs> a few weeks ago about how our native peoples referred to trees as the standing people, mm-hmm. and I just love that analogy because it's like we're all in community, yeah, and we need community to thrive. You know, plants need community too. They do much better with their friends than they do alone in the middle of a um, parking lot. And that's a number of reasons, and I can go into the scientific reasons, but um, it just has a lot to do with community, and that's, you know, if we can feel a part of that, that I think is, you know, a real a real blessing that, that God has given us. Um, Absolutely. 
What? Yeah, you know what, Peg, I, I love what you just said about, um, you know, the, the growing aspect, and I think, Paul, some of the other components of, of activities that we do with mm-hmm. our population has to do with, um, you know, it, it may be that they're creating something, um, and especially with veterans, uh, not only have they served our country, but they continue to want to serve their communities. Yeah. And um, we will see, you know, a lot of times we might... Uh, provide seeds and be growing things together from seeds. And what we'll do is talk to them about, you know, how they can harvest this and share it with someone else. We also provide them with a seed log. And the seed log really acts uh, to Peg's point about, you know, how how is it going? How is it going with this living thing that you have brought brought to life? Um, but how's it going with yourself, right? It becomes the self-reflective journal at this point in time when you're checking in on the plant, and as a result, you're also checking in on yourself. Amen. I love that. Well, Kali, I'm curious. I mean, so in this second half, I really want to unpack a little bit uh, Heroic Gardens, and my understanding is that uh, you founded this organization, but I don't think we've really talked about uh, how you started it and when you started like what the driving force was for starting Heroic Gardens. Yeah, so let's go back to that, that word courage, right? I mean, um, this was something that I had been thinking about um, working in my own garden and, you know, caring for my, um, my elderly family members um, and really trying to understand how to marry the, um, my, my appreciation for the veteran community mm-hmm. and my love of gardening and plants and, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to learn more. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was never obvious to me um, until it was. <laughs> and um, I, I did not know how to start an organization, mm-hmm. um, and I let that fear sort of, um, you know, cripple me, yeah. frankly, um, until I had... Um, you know, I just I had a life changing event at the end of 2017, and I made the decision to um, to press the button and say let's let's go. Like, what is and ask myself what is the worst thing that can happen? Yeah. So we officially became um, a 501c3 on July 3rd, 2018, which I'm a, I'm very proud of the fact that it's you know one day before the 4th of July, um, and frankly, in that first year. You know, um, I, it was very difficult um, to get the veteran community to respond. Um, and, you know, the things I know now, um, based on working within the veteran community, I myself, am, I'm just a civilian. So I did not come to the table with um, the credibility that uh, most veterans might be looking for. And... Um, I'm not going to say we were met with skepticism, but we were just sort of met with, well, why us? Yeah. You know, why now? Yeah. And um, I just I just kept going, Paul. I never, you know, once said, we're going to fold this. Um, I just stayed positive. I stayed diligent. I showed up, um, and we did what we said we were going to do. I think that is the most important part. Remember, Peg mentioned about you know, this, the worthlessness component. Yeah. And our first project was in West Philadelphia at Haven Women, mm-hmm. which you know very well. And 
it was before any of the 12 women had moved into the home. Mm -hmm. So the home was renovated. It was gorgeous on the inside, but the outside needed a huge hug. And I I didn't know what I didn't know. And I I just, without sight unseen, I said, yes, we're going to do it. And, I mean, to look back, you know, most people would say, you're crazy. I can't believe you did that. But we made a commitment, and we made connections with the women that entered that home. Um, And they have moved on, right? They have transitioned. They have their own spaces, and they're still a part of our family. Um, So that, that one yes that we got from Haven really mushroomed into you know, the way we serve now. We serve individual veterans at their homes. Um, we actually serve veterans virtually, which is amazing because, you know what, a pandemic, and we have a lot of veterans that might be homebound. Yep. So talk about, you know, feeling worthless, right? It might you don't matter. Um, we, want, we want to find those folks. We are now starting to help VFW posts um, help their outside transform and come back to life, American Legions, um, you know, parks. So there are a number of ways that we are sort of, um, you know, entering into the veteran community, whether it's individual or through groups, across the Delaware Valley. And it's it's never, Peg, and you're going to laugh, it's never a dull moment. It's like <laughs> every morning my phone rings or I get an email and somebody needs us. And sometimes they don't need us in a huge capacity. Yeah. They just need somebody to listen. Yeah. And that's that's part of it, too. Well, I, I wonder, uh, Peg, you've been with Heroic Gardens for a while now, I mean, and you've obviously been working with plants and trees for quite a while. Is there something that really sticks out as, you know, when God showed up at just at a moment that really sticks in your heart and makes you so glad that you're with Heroic Gardens? Wow, that's a great question, Paul. Um, <laughs> you know, every project we do, I'm I, to tell you the truth, you know, I go in just as a servant, yeah. but I am so touched by the people. Yes that I'm, I'm dealing with, and, and the, the, some of the feedback I, I get sort of secondhand, I think, wow, I really like this. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, a, a small gift is left for me or something, and I think to myself, well, no, I, I don't really deserve this, but as a very nice gesture. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm just so touched by the people that are, you know, so genuine, and um, I was saying to someone at, at one of our sites, um, you know, the real different. You know, the real thing here is that we care about these people, yes. and, that, and again, it speaks to the not feeling cared about, mm-hmm. or forgotten, or, yep. you know, alone, mm-hmm. whatever. No, we really care about you. We think you're important. We want to, we want to do these projects with you, and um, you know, we're um, my training and, and what talents I have in, in horticulture are, are just, you know, my part, my contribution to the Heroic Gardens um, team. And, um, I, you know, I just have, you know, I drive away from some of these, well, practically all, basically all these projects, and I'm driving home and I'm thinking, gosh, 
what fun that was. Yeah. I am so selfish because I am doing this because it makes me feel so good. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kali, what well, about you? What like- Peg's also not telling you, Paul, is, you know, she was, this lady was trying to retire, right? <laughs> I, I latched on to her and got her right before. And, boy, am I blessed for that. So, speaking of blessings, um, you know, Kali is the founder of Heroic Gardens. Like, how has this touched your heart? What kind of blessings have you gotten through your work with Heroic Gardens? I heard you say that you started this on July 3rd, 2018. So, this has been a labor of love for three-plus years. How has God blessed you through this? Uh, It's really, really changed my outlook. Um, I want to say just how I approach everything um, on a daily basis, how I um, how I think about problem solving. Yes. Um, it's added a, a level of um, calmness mm-hmm. and sort of helped me um, create, you know, a mantra, right? Because if, if the people we're working with can see the inside of my heart, and I know they can, because I can see the inside of theirs when we're all working together. Mm-hmm. Um, how, like, it's not a faucet that shouldn't turn off. It should be that way to everybody I meet. Yes. And so, you know, it's, and that's hard, <laughs> frankly. Um, but that's what I try to do. Um, and, and to me, that is a, a it, it feels very freeing, Paul, frankly. Um, you know, I, people say to me, oh, you, you look better. And it's like, well, I haven't changed anything, you know, out of my routine except for what I've changed internally. Yeah. And, and this organization, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I, I feel that the folks that are involved and, you know, and all of our volunteers, we are also searching for healing and acceptance and, um, you know, service. And, and we've found it. Amen. Well, ladies, we've got about a minute left. So the last thing I want to ask you, you know, maybe there's people listening today, maybe they're veterans, maybe they're service members, and they might be suffering from PTSD. You know, we're hearing a lot in the news about Afghanistan. And, you know, there's a lot of people that I've served with that have been there. And, you know, I'm sure it's stirring up feelings inside them and making them feel some kind of way. What advice would you give to them as in regards to horticulture and maybe next steps they can take to maybe find some peace and feel that sense of belonging and feeling loved? Peggy, you want to take that one? Absolutely. (laughs) Well, I would say the first thing to do is to go outside. Yes. Go outside and walk through a park. Go take a hike in a park, in a, you know, national park or woodland or other other place, go visit uh, the Horticulture Center in Fairmont Park. Go go be around plants, not people. Yes. <laughs> Walk around plants. There's actually chemicals that are being shot out of the um, of trees that are very beneficial to us. Plus, the air is cleaner because they're absorbing toxins. Sure. Go outside. Don't stay inside today. It's a beautiful day. Go outside. And and if you want to be with us and plants, um, and you are a veteran, like I said, we do have 
virtual programming. Um, and while it's in the Delaware Valley, Paul, our, our you know, um, aspiration is to take our program national. So we want to be able to, if, if you have an Internet connection and a video capability, we want to be able to get plant and plant-based materials to you at home, and then we want to unpack it with you and, and help you um, learn and be a part of something that is, is really, really important um, to all of us. Amen. Ladies, I cannot thank you enough for your insight, your wisdom, how you care for the community, and most especially to my heart, how you've been caring for the veterans and the service members through your work in horticulture. It has been a true honor and privilege to have you on the show today. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Peg. Ladies, thank you again and really appreciate it. Listen, when we come back from the break, we'll reflect on the lessons of servant leadership that we've heard from today's guests. So stay with us. We'll be right back. All the time You are good to me If you're interested in connecting with Dr. Paul McCullough or interested in being featured on the show, contact Jacob Media Partners via LinkedIn. Now, back to Serving Our Nation. Welcome back to Serving Our Nation on News Talk 1400 WOND. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Paul McCullough, and as we close out today's show, I just want to briefly unpack what we've heard from our guest, Kali and Peg. You know, today's show really, really blessed my heart. Because these two women, they work in their community, and I think they shared some really profound things. I heard from Kali this idea, really Kali and Peg, about following your passion. And Kali talked about having courage, and she used the words pushing the button. How many times do each of us have a passion inside of us, something that we really want to do, something that we're passionate about, we're, we're too scared to take that next step? So I think it is tremendous that she is helping people right along with Peg to push the button, to take their next step. And then she talked about helping others with their process, especially people in the military community that you know are working through PTSD and things of that nature. So she is certainly serving in that capacity. And that's something that each one of us can do. She talked about people that are volunteers and they go to veterans homes and they go alongside and they do a project with people. And she used the words, planting seeds. So yes, there's actual seeds, but what kind of seeds are you planting in a person's heart to make sure that they feel loved, that they feel cared for, that they have a sense of belonging, and that they have a purpose? Those are some really important seeds that each one of us can plant. And I think the last thing that was really profound, I thought, was this idea of not being a faucet. You don't turn your love for people on and off like a faucet. We are called to love and serve people every day, all the time. Regardless of whether or not we might be having a bad thing, that doesn't give us the right to be fresh or rude to somebody. We are called to show love, just like it says in John thirteen thirty four. So think about that this week, of how you can show love to people and not be that faucet. So listen, each week I talk to you about when you put good into the universe, it comes back to you. I had a rare opportunity this week to visit with an old army buddy, a guy that was a mentor of mine. 
in ROTC, the Reserve Officer Training Corps. That's how I got my commission in the Army. And what struck me is that when I visited him in his home, he had a picture on his bookshelf of myself and a number of other people that were in the commissioning ceremony with me so many years ago. And he talked about, we reminisced about how successful all the different people that have gone through that program at King's College have been. And it really blessed his heart because he was a mentor for so many of us that were going through that program. And he talked about the rewards, the blessings that you get when you're a mentor and how that comes back to you. And that's what I try to do with Kingsway Leadership School. So again, be a mentor to somebody because good will come back to you. Listen, next week, two incredible guests, Mr. Michael Van Stein and his wife, Kathleen Van Stein. They're co-founders of an organization called Spectra Home Care. So they have a lot to share. I'm excited to talk to them next week. And finally, I want to remind you to sign up for my Spotify and Apple Podcast mailing list. You can do that through my website at reverenddrpaul.com. That's R-E-V-D-R-Paul.com. And you can also check out the show tab on my site to see previous episodes of this program. As you go about your week, no matter where you're at or what you're doing, always ask, how can I help? Thanks for listening and join us again next week. I'm stealing your hands. This is my confidence. You never felt me. The night woke up.